apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage, and equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest. Top three corner men. Punching in with a puncher's chance. We find a way to win. The main event. Locked it in. Every Saturday at 10. The overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut. Got you missing wave. Feet a step late. Keep your guard up feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight. Then retaliate. Put up your duke. Stick and move. Bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round. Bells ringing. Counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to Throwing Jabs, Combat Sports Podcast. I'm Big Jason. And we go today, and Jared's MIA. But we got Riley Pride. Jared, filling in. Thanks, brother. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate being here, bro. I love the invasion. I love being here. Best way to start my Saturday morning. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I appreciate those kind words. But uh, let's dive into it. We got, we, we got a fun, light heavyweight matchup uh, tonight. And we, we're also starting our uh, tournament, March Madness tournament, pound for pound goat uh, with our playing games. But first, we've got to recap it. Colby Covington dominates Jorge Masvidal. I mean, good thing Joe isn't here. He might go on some uh, conspiracy on how if you watch the if you watch the fight without the commentary, Masvidal actually somehow won that. Um, but uh, – <laughs> No, uh, I kid, I kid. But, yeah, I mean, th- this is what we expected. I mean, Colby Covington, just too much. Jorge Masvidal, he's a legend, but he's at that cowboy status, man. I mean, he's great. He can be fun. But, I mean, I, I, I he, he had his push. He got there. He got – he was able to, to, to nab at it. But, I mean, 
can he go on a little bit of a run, knocking off some of the the younger guys coming up, be a little bit of that gatekeeper and earn himself a big fight like like Cerrone did when he got that that uh, McGregor fight. So I, I think that's where Masvidal is at right now. Because I mean, because wow. Usman and Covington, they're at the top of this division. And I mean, the, they you've seen it three fights now against those guys. Masvidal just ain't on that level. He he just ain't there. But uh, what, what do you think? So I, I get what you're saying in terms of a title shot. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not going to say he's in the, in the Donald Cerrone category just yet. Because let's be fair, he's still a big star. He could, he's still a dude that you would want to fight in a money fight. You know what I mean? He's basically the best. He's sort of kind of in the in the stratosphere of where Connor was, right? Like when he like what I think it was like his 15th sabbatical he took. Like when he was gone, but people would still want to fight him. I think that's where Jorge Masvidal is. Like I think he can still get money fights. Like I think him and Nate Diaz would be interesting. Him and Connor would be interesting. So in terms of that, I'm not going to go as far as call him, you know, he's in that Donald Cerrone stratosphere just yet. There, there was a point in time, still... though, the Cerrone was like that. I mean, he got a title fight. Everyone was asking for the, the McGregor one. I mean, there was a point in time where, where Cerrone, that's right where Cerrone was. He was mm -hmm. up there. I, I, I think it's just going to play out the same. Like, I can, I can see the rest of Jorge Masvidal's career. Right now, and well, I'll tell I'm, you, I'm, it's I'm gonna not be saying... just beating up, beating younger guys coming up. You when you got the, I don't. I, I just see how it plays out. He, this is what happens. You're gonna be a journeyman. You're gonna be a guy. You, you just can't. There's there is a a ceiling for you. And, I, I mean, I'm just Kobe saying, Covington right, and Usman are that ceiling. I'm just saying, right now, it's not fair to call him Donald Cerrone. Right now, I'm just saying, right now. I want to clarify. I'm not saying that he is like Cerrone right now, like, mm -hmm. but their careers are very similar. And I mean, this is like right before this is like right when to me, when Cerrone went to welterweight, he got to, he got to, he, he fought Dos Anjos, had a couple fights here, end up losing to Masvidal at lightweight. And now he's like, he decided to regroup and then go to welterweight. I think Masvidal has to figure something out, regroup, or, or I mean, he can just sit, wait, he can probably get some money fights. I, I, I think the Connor fight would be big. I mean, both those guys coming off of losses, I'm sure they can make it fun. Connor's fought at uh, 170 before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't see Masvidal doing anything necessarily spectacular. Which, okay, so okay, so hearing you out, like I said, in terms of a title shot, I'm with you. I don't think, well, I'll be honest, I don't think the winner of this fight deserves a title shot anytime soon. I never thought, I, oh, I've said this before, too. yeah, I, I know some people say, oh, yeah, Kobe versus Usman 3 is a fight to make. And I'm like, if you think that, please do me a favor, whatever you use to watch the fight, please dispose of it because you're not using it properly. I just don't think that Mazadal's career is going to go down into this tailspin because I don't think Jorge Masvidal is going to stick around for that. I don't, I, I that that's, that's kind of where you and I disagree. Like, like no, I, I, ne I never said it was going to go down in tailspin. I well, you're compared to Donald Cerrone and, and to all fairness of the Cowboy, his career is in a tailspin right now. Let's be fair. I'm not saying right now, Donald though. No, that's no, but, what I'm but, saying. But, but you're, but, I know, I know, but you're saying you could see his career following that. Yeah. Path. And what I'm saying, I don't think so. 
because I don't think I she hope stays. So. You hate? No, I no. Basketball. I'm saying I, I oh, hope you're what okay. you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, I hope was it doesn't say, go down that path. I was about to say there's some I like Moscow. That's. But yeah, I, I I just believe that it's gonna go. I don't think he was hanging around that long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's times where like now it's the point where I'm like, yo, yo cowboy, look, bro, I, I love you. You're cool, but go back to your ranch. Don't come back. Not because I hate you. Matter of fact, the opposite. I love you. I don't want to do you get. I don't want you getting hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. I think. Jorge Masvidal right now, I think there's he probably in his mind is like, I want three fights. He's going to take the Tyson Fury route. Where Tyson Fury, I think it was last year, he was like, all right, I'm going to tell you guys the rest of my career. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight these. And then I think that's what he's going to do. And then like two fights in his his grand plan, he's going to go, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I think that's how it's going to go because – I don't know. Jorge Masvidal is an entertaining dude. He reminds yeah. me a lot like Brandon Schaub, where like you don't have to fight your whole career. You you do have something after. Like you're an entertaining dude. You're funny. Yeah. People want to talk to you and all that stuff. So you know, I don't know. I, I personally don't think he'll have to stick. Uh, he'll have to fight because let's be honest, he doesn't have to. You know what I mean? No. That's kind of yeah. why, and that's another reason why I don't think he'll ever really get another title shot because I think at this point, I don't want to say he doesn't care about it, but I think he has enough mental understanding that, look, I'm on the last leg of my career, and I I basically would have to go 4-0 before I can even consider another title shot. Instead of doing that, why don't I just fight two, maybe three more times, cashing on some big money fights, and then walk away with my good health? No, yeah, I mean that that that's a good point, and I mean, it, I I know I brought up the cowboy comparison, but I mean the, the one key thing why I don't why Masvidal won't go down that down spiral that Cowboy's in is because Cowboy is fighting like every two months, every three months. Like he was Masvidal has been smart taking his time. I think the Leon right now probably the Leon Edwards fight we we. We still need the two-piece in a soda fight, right? We still need that. I don't know. Do we? I mean, do this we? is the perfect time for it. This is the perfect ah, no. time for it. No. What? No way. No. What do you mean? Leon Edwards has been out forever. I mean, he came back, and that that was a mess. Just do it. I mean, it was already scheduled for, no. for late no. last year. I was about to say, last year was perfect. This year, no. Leon Edwards needs to go take a loss of Kamara Usman. Then we'll figure out what happens. Cause no, he can't. He can't. Leon Edwards can't get a title shot. He needs to be more active. He he's been gone. Forever. I don't want to hear nothing about activity when Kobe more... Covington took three sabbaticals and fought a wash fighter and got a title shot. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. Yeah, about. you need to fight the washed fighter. He did. Okay. Who? And Nate. Yeah, but. No, I'm talking about Leon Edwards. He needs to fight the wash fight, and I don't like this. I don't like that I'm saying this, but he needs to fight Masvidal, I think. And I think Masvidal beats him. But, and then he puts all that that to rest about Leon Dana, Edwards. you better listen to me, Dana. Uncle Dana. Uncle Bobby Dana. Do not do Leon Edwards how Jace would do him. Let's be let's be nice, all right? Let's give him to Kamaru Usman. Let's feed Kamaru, right? Because here's we're, we're going to make Kamaru Usman look like a like a all-time great. Let's feed him, right? Let's do that. And then after that, we're going to say it's controversial, and then we're going to run it back. 
Okay. While we're running it back, Jorge Masvidal, just go fight Alexander Volkanovsky. Go do something. Just get out of the division. Just make Matter of fact, make your own division called Catchweight. Go do that. I don't know. I, I, I think, listen, where Leon Edwards is right now and where Jorge Masvidal is right now, no. That makes no sense. That makes, that makes no perfect sense. sense. Why? That's the fight they're going to make. But, okay. Convince me that's the right Leon fight. I Edwards need you to convince me. needs a prove-yourself fight. Jorge Masvidal, he can't beat the top two guys, so he's put in this gatekeeper status. If you want to get to the top two guys, you have to beat Jorge Masvidal. How is sixth? What? Corey Maslow is ranked sixth. I understand that. But so how is it you got to go through him? Because listen, he already had that wash fighter fight. He already had that wash fighter. Mind you, this is the part I can't believe I'm forgetting this. People like me have been screaming that Leon Edwards is a title shot for about a year and a half now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was with you back then, but now it's been forever since you got COVID and everything. Like, stuff's – before his last fight, before it got disqual- DQ'd, did not finish. Yeah, because, but uh, Benil uh, Muhammad. It was yeah. They, they, they called that a no contest, yep. Yeah, but then – and then he hasn't done anything since. Dude, he fought Nate and Diaz. He, before that, before that. You talking about before Nate Diaz? Yeah, when was the Nate Diaz fight? In uh, last oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I mean. And, and and the reason he hasn't fought since was because he's waiting for Kamaru Usman because it was promised to him. It was – like, Usman was you, promised to him. I, I don't like it, man. Dude, Nate Diaz uh, – okay. Dosen, uh, and let's be – And, 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 and well, right, I, like – His I'm, last I'm fight was against the, a 155-pounder at welterweight. Who, RDS? No, Nate Diaz. Yeah, that's the fight Nate Diaz won. Listen, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to, to Leon Edwards and say no, that's horrible. I'm not gonna do that when Nate Diaz has been fluctuating. Sure. That's the equivalent of me saying that's the equivalent of me saying, Oh yeah, Dustin Poirier beat Connor at lightweight. Oh, that doesn't matter because you know Connor was in featherweight, let's be honest. That, that's kind of like the same thing. No, I, I get it, but I mean, Nate Diaz was never at the top of the division at welterweight ever in his career. But he, but th- that's not why this fight. So how was there. is that gonna that fight? Because that's not what this fight was for. That wasn't for a prove yourself fight. That was that was what Nate Diaz to to Leon Edwards was what um a, a, a Seaver was for Conor McGregor. It's just 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 go fight him. This is just something to do. Okay. Because you know your next yeah. fight, you're on a bigger and better things, and we need to make the calendars line up. All right, then okay, you know what? Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I like Leon Edwards, but Dang. if he if he doesn't fight, if he doesn't, then he's got to fight Covington. Well, yes, that's what it's it has gotta to be. be Covington, because no, but it's different. gonna be Masvidal. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be Masvidal, Leon Edwards, and Ed, you're gonna see the two piece in a soda clip like 750 times. <laughs> On that build up to that fight, hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, I would love to see him fight Covington because I think I think Colby dispatches him and gets him out of there. And then Leon Edwards. I think think Leon Edwards wins. I I don't. I don't know. I I really do. I I don't know, man. That would be a fun fight. That'd be interesting. 
but I, I don't think we're going to get it. I mean, I, I, my thing is, I think Leon Edwards, if he doesn't get Kamaru, I just think he was going to get the winner of this fight. That That's how I looked at it. Like, if if he doesn't get, you know, if he doesn't go get Kamaru Usman, which I believe he will, why, like, this guy has been entitled in, in, in line for a title shot for about a year and a half. The UFC has wanted to give him a title shot, but then it's always been something. I, I, I just don't see a situation where in the welterweight division, Usman has cleared it out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, him and Edwards haven't fought in a while. It, it's been a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, it's like, he cleans up the division. You you know, now, okay, let's do him and Leon Edwards. It, it almost seems like that's that has to be it. And, again, if you don't want to do Leon Edwards, if Uncle Dana loves Kobe Covington that much, then I guess do Kobe Covington versus Leon Edwards, and then we can go from there. But I, I, I cannot see... Jorge Masvidal, who just lost his fight, fighting a, a contender, a top contender in Leon Edwards, that makes no sense to me. It doesn't make the only way it'll make sense is if Leon Edwards says, "Screw welterweight, I, I you know I want to fight you for the BMF title or something like that." Then okay, sure I get it, but Leon Edwards ain't that business, bro. Who cares about the BMF? Title? Wait, no, I mean Usman's the lineal BMF champ, right? You know, he beat it right. all. Yeah, because he beat him. So, you know, yeah. he's a he's a double champ. He's a yeah. double champ. He is. But uh, I mean, I, I another name I think we should mention before we move on. Kamzat Chamayev. I, I think throw Masvidal to him. Let him eat him up. Don't that, that's that, a now. nice that's Don't a that's that. a nice resume booster for him. Because I mean I don't know, is it though? Because yeah. Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz would have been a nice resume booster for Leon Edwards, and you said he was washed. Yeah, I so, mean, you know what I mean. So that, for Kazma, it's like uh, if you I give him, you know what I mean. If you give him Masvidal, I mean, I wouldn't give him Masvidal. I wouldn't. I kind of wanted to see him go against Gilbert Burns, but I think Gilbert Burns is fighting. I, I don't think. I think it's next weekend oh, or the weekend oh, after. Yes, yes, yeah. So he he already has his hands tied. So. You know, I mean, again, if if you want to give Kazna um, or Chamaya of um, a uh, title shot after Leon, and you just want to throw him Hori Masvidal to just give him something to do, I'm cool with it. I have no problem with that whatsoever. You know what I mean? Or if or if Leon Edwards is gonna fight for the title, let's get you know Chamaya and let's put him against Colby Covington. And let's see, you know what I mean? It's, it's you know, let's see what's... Is Colby Covington just, you know, a uh, a mid-fighter that everyone hopes is great? Or is it just he's on a little bit of a skid and that's why he's losing? Just because, you know, just because the fact that he's fighting Kamaru, you know what I mean? Yeah. For Jermaine, is, is this kid is this kid really legit? Or are we reaching bad in a division that, let's be honest, hasn't been the same ever since Kamaru has been wiping everybody out left, right, and center? I think we'll get the answers to those questions if those two fight. Because we'll be able to see, Kobe Covington, are, are you just average? Or are you just losing to the best? And that's why people are starting to make this assumption. And Shmaya, are you really this good? Or are we just trying to find something desperately in a division that desperately needs more talent? You know what I mean? Or, or fresh yeah. faces, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think uh, you get the question answered with those two. 
I, I like that fight, but I can see I can see Dana protecting Kamaya or Chamaya from that fight. Think so? Because I, I I think if you want to put him against like a real wrestler like that, might as well just save it for the title shot with Usman. Get a oh. get a pay per view out of it, you know. I, I think I can see. Go ahead. I did. That's just how I see the the business side of Dana working. That's how I I just see that playing out. Same like I see Jorge Masvidal and the uh, Leon Edwards. I mean, I I don't want to see it, but I, I think that's what's gonna. Nah, happen. it almost seems like you want to see it. It's almost as if you're like, please, 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 please. You know, you know, I'm not gonna call you crazy because last time I called you crazy, I said Cyril Gan was gonna be Francis Ngannou. I was calling you crazy. And Nganu somehow went the distance. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you called that he was gonna win in the uh, uh, go into the distance. I think you even called that too. So I, I had knockout. Yeah, I, I, I so I'm not even gonna call you crazy. I don't know. All I know is if Leon Edwards fights Jorge Masvidal, it better be on UFC Fight Night. Yes, a hundred percent. Or so. it's gotta be like to start the main card of like a the the most stacked card of the year yeah like like like, like gaichi and chandler yeah yeah oh yeah yeah so, I, yeah i'm with you there yeah so i i it, it should be fun but uh yeah i i'm excited welterweight i mean uh, it's it's usman at the top but i mean there still is a lot to to play out on these on these guys who have already lost to the champ so should be interesting. Should be very, very interesting. But uh, all right, it's March. It's March Madness tournament time. All the conference tournaments are going on. Uh, selection Sundays tomorrow for the NCAA tournament. So, and I mean, we talked about it last week. I've been talking about it a while now. We have the all-time pound-for-pound GOAT tournament, which we will kick off with our playing games right after this message from one of our sponsors. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. Boom. Oh, it's tough to see. But there is the the bracket, the tournament. Um. Before the on the boxing side, the winner of today will face number one seed Sugar Ray Robinson. Should be interesting. Mm. And the winner of today on the MMA side 
will face number one pound for pound, George St. Pierre, mm. number one seed. So should be interesting. Pride, I'm going to let you pick. What do you want to start with, boxing or MMA? Still boxing. Why not? All right. Boom. Now, Canelo Alvarez versus Alexander Usyk for the playing game. Uh, I, I made all the playing guys uh, present guys because, I mean, you still got a legacy to to cement, you know? So right. we're talking pound for pound. Yeah, so uh, I we, we talked a little bit about this when I did the little, we did the little test episode mm-hmm. a couple months like a month two ago. But uh, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Pride. I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel bad about that because looking back at it, we 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 did not carry on Alexander Usyk. We had we had Terrence Bud Crawford beating him. Which it was rough. I mean, but look at what this guy's done from cruiserweight. Yeah, I mean, even amateurs that like heavy mm. all the way to heavyweight. And I mean, just but now he's going up against Canelo Alvarez, one of the pound for pound guys. I mean, he's doing things all, all up and down it's the weight class. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Right. I mean, he is. I mean, the big thing is he's got that Mayweather picking and choosing fights, especially late in his career. But, I mean, he, he's done all the great stuff already, so why not? But, all right, who is a bigger all-time pound-for-pound go? Canelo Alvarez or Alexander Usyk? I'm sorry. Look, I, I respect Alexander Usyk. Um, by the way, shout-out to him. My guy, he went He went to uh, Ukraine to handle his business. Um, yeah. I put it in the group chat. I'm like, half these fighters doing that as like meanwhile i'll be peeing my pants and like trying to evacuate so shout out to them them that that them some real men right there that that's some real men but geez I, he's gonna be over two for me i i picked him i picked against him you know i picked bud i have to pick canelo look when you're doing things that's never been done before because we're talking about legacy if we're talking about things you've never done that's never been done before period that boosts your legacy up, like regardless. What Canelo is doing, like, is just imagine this. Imagine a guy who can literally this is the best way I can describe it. BJ Penn of boxing. Okay. This dude is literally going everywhere. And yeah. any any anywhere he wants. Eventually he's gonna he's gonna some. Canelo Alvarez is the only boxer I know who'll be able to cut down to 50 pounds and still fight and win. Not 150, 50, 5 and he'll still win. Like, Canelo Alvarez, and I understand what people are saying that he's picking and choosing, but again, he's still picking relatively good talent to make history. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's, like for instance, like Caleb Plant, bro, like, he made him, he made him quit. Effortlessly, might I add, did the usual thing where he just, you know, just chills, does his thing, and then dominates. And then he's the he he's the undisputed king of 168, which, Jace, correct me if I'm wrong, has never been done before, ever. This is the oh, first time it's ever happened. And imagine for him to do that so effortlessly. I don't. And again, no disrespect to Usyk, no disrespect whatsoever. He's a this this dude. 
will go down in history as let's be honest one of the one of the most underlooked talents ever in boxing i don't think he will ever probably get his fair shake and i don't think it's just because of his talent i just think unfortunately you're fighting in a world where even though you beat him you have the anthony joshua's the tyson furies the deontay wilders the bud crawford's canelo alvarez lomachenko triple g you have so many big names talented names that unfortunately some of them are going to get whisked off to the wayside and unfortunately i think Usyk is going to be one of those and again this is all from like you know the boxes i'm gonna look at it from the casual point of view let's pretend i'm a casual jace i don't know who alexander is i call him alexander like if i'm a casual that's what i call him you know what i mean so on every aspect you have canelo alvarez who without a shadow of a doubt is not only putting out you know doing whatever he wants to do having all types of success but then he also appeases to the casual fan so in every ass in every you know however way you look at this at this square whether it's 2d 3d 4d smell d no d don't matter i gotta go canelo over Yusuf. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I threw Usyk in here for Jared because I think you're talking – no, but if you're talking current-wise, I, I think Usyk definitely beats Canelo. I mean, as far as pound for pound. We're talking all time. I mean, at this point right now in boxing, I, I would say Usyk. But at this point yeah, – but when we're talking about careers, Usyk's, Usyk's great. A lot of a lot of his success came in amateur. I mean, he had got good success now, but I, I still think there's still a lot more of his career he has to make to necessarily be on that necessarily le- that level that uh, Alvarez is at. I mean, he's at, Alvarez. While he's getting all this criticism for who he's fighting, he's earned the right to to get to that point. He he's got he's paid he's done what he had to do. Now he now he's just belt chasing. And he's picking and choosing what belt he wants. And he's earned that right because he's been so great. Everybody, everyone was calling for the Triple G fight. He, he went there. He done. He did it. Sure, give him another one. But why have another one when you can just keep getting belts, you know? So I I, I think, yeah, we'll, this tournament we're talking about all time. Uh, I think all more all time Canelo. I, I do think by the end of Usyk's career, He'll be in that conversation, but I, mm-hmm. right now he's 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 on he's on the edge. He's on the edge, but I, I think he can be more uh, cemented. But he has to cement himself with the rest of his career. So yeah, Canelo Alvarez is moving on to take on Sugar Ray Robinson. We'll get to that. Next I week. I feel like we just basically we just set one of these dudes up to just get like destroyed by Sugar Ray Robinson, like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're basically arguing about who's gonna be the martyr. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, all all these are are good. I mean, I wish I, it'd be cool if Canelo went a little bit longer, but probably not. But uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Joe just watched a bunch of Sugar Ray Robinson fights without commentary and Canelo fights without commentary. <laughs> Comes in next week. Boom! I don't know. But uh, all right. Okay, let's go. MMA side of things now. Switching gears. Kamaro Usman versus Israel Adesanya. The winner of this will take on George St. Pierre. 
And uh, what well, I'm gonna be, I, I think next week we'll be talking about the two goats of welterweight going at it, and George St. Pierre and Kamaru Usman. Because I, I got Usman winning this. I mean, Adesanya, if he had gotten the light heavyweight belt, I think it'd be pretty evident. But I mean, while while Israel Adesanya is the best striker in MMA right now, and you could possibly even argue. I mean, he's up there with Silva for all, all time. But, I, I mean, it, it's great. But, I mean, you talk about a complete game that Usman has. I mean, just take down defense, deciding where, where the fight takes place at all times. He can take you down whenever he wants. He can just pressure you. He can work his jab. Just anything he wants to do, he can do against the highest level of competition. And, I mean, we've seen Israel Adesanya. We've seen him go up, attempt that. I mean, he was too big. And, I mean, but, I mean, pound for pound sometimes uh, doesn't doesn't regard size, you know. So, I mean, uh, Usman's just been perfect. I mean, he had, a, since his loss, I mean, he's just been perfect and the most dominant fighter on the planet. So, yeah, I got to go Usman ahead of Adesanya. I mean, if we're, yeah, I mean, maybe if we're talking like all combat sports, I mean, Adesanya did have a great kickboxing career, but I mean, I, I think right now, yeah, just Usman's dominance is at a, on another level right now. For me, um, I'm, I'm going to go Usman. We, I, I told you this earlier, and you looked at me a little weird, and Jay's, uh, not Jay's, uh, Jared was, he heard me out a little bit. I don't think we ever will see Kamara Usman's true prime. Because somehow he just gets better every fight. And it's it's so bizarre. It's so weird how a guy who's a champion can still just continuously, continuously get better. In a fight, I'm taking Kamara Usman. Um, cooking, I'm taking Kamara Usman. Walking, Kamara Usman. Stretching, Kamara Usman. Sleeping, Kamara Usman. Breathing, living, dying, whatever. Life, I'm taking Kamara Usman. And Jared, what's up? Hey. Um, I hear him 100%. Um, yeah. But I'm going Kamaru. Um, again, and I, I agree with you, Jace. If Israel Adesanya had went up and beat Blahovich then this really isn't a conversation. You know what I mean? Because now he's got two belts, and he probably was going to defend them both. I, I think he probably would have had maybe two defenses with the light heavyweight title. And if he does that, then this isn't a conversation. However, he didn't think he needed to gain weight. And then Mamlachovic was like, you know, I'm bigger than you. Why don't I wrestle? Which for some reason he didn't. He waited to do it till like late, late in the second round, which is like, you know, like I'm listen. My son was like he could barely hold his head up, and even he was screaming like wrestle. Like so, it's kind of like, like you're bigger than him. What are you doing? So, but I'm gonna have to go Usman. And dare I say, I think Usman has a great chance of upsetting GSP. But I'm not gonna start that conversation. Maybe well, that's for next week. But Jared, I mean, we miss you. Missed us talking about your boy Usyk. He sadly lost to Canelo. I think that's why he's looking at us. Like, did you? Did you? Y'all better pick Usyk. 
dude i i no see listen 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 i, I will defend myself like i said before Usyk, we're talking current right now. I, I think Usyk takes. Well, we're talking about boxing right now. I think Usyk's better pound for pound than Canelo. But if we're talking all time, I think looking at the resume that Canelo's built, that's why I give him the edge in this. But I mean, U- U- Usyk. I think Usyk still has to necessarily cement his legacy, especially here at heavyweight, right now. With Usyk and Viterbia. Either one of them beats Canelo right now, but as far as their resume and their body of work in a, in a situation like this, yeah, you kind of have to take Canelo, unfortunately, because I've said those guys would beat Canelo since they all started fighting. There's never been a day where I thought Canelo would beat either one of those guys, and I still don't think he can beat either one of those guys. But, yeah, it's a body of work thing. It's the argument you make for Loma. When people say he doesn't belong in this conversation, the body of work is outrageous. Heads and it's undeniable. Everybody else, yeah. You can, you don't you don't win five hundred amateur fights and lose once and beat that guy six times. Like what? It's just some ridiculous stats. Um, and yeah, when you're having conversations like this, you need those numbers and statistics and notable wins to back it up. And until one of those guys beats Canelo and puts that on their resume. I kind of have to agree with you, Jace, unfortunately. Uh, I, thought, hey. I thought he was going to come in here, yell at us, and say, all right, listen here, you bleeps. This is why Alexander deserves to be over him. I don't know if it's food poisoning or what, but you sick. <laughs> like, I was just waiting. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I was like, all right, Jace, let's just go to our corner. Let's think Uh-oh. happy thoughts. <laughs> Neutral corner. Neutral corner. All right. Okay. All right, it's good to know we're, we're on the same page with Canelo then. That's and I'm cool. agreeing with you guys here. The way that Adesanya lost is everything Usman is best at. Yeah. He's totally lost that what the guy did is yep. the specialty of Usman. So you have to take Usman here. And, I, and honestly. It's a great fight, but I'm taking yeah. it. And I, and I honestly, I'm very curious. If, if Israel Adesanya, get, if he put on some bulk, what if that made a difference? Because like the speed he was going, I think he would have lost some speed. But I don't even, th- I don't think the speed loss would have been that great. It's Roy because- Jones moving to heavyweight. Is that what? It's like Roy Jones moving to heavyweight. Exactly. Where it's like you're losing some, but that speed is still something that they've never seen before. So even though you're not at your fastest, you're still fast enough where it'll still throw them off guard. I, I that that's kind of been my biggest knock on Israel Adesanya, like. If you had just put on like 15 pounds, just that 15 would have made a world of difference to the point when I don't think you get taken down as much as you did. I, I really don't think so. I, I think Bohovich would have noticed that and tried to stay on the feet because on the feet, he was getting pieced up. He was falling for the most generic feints in the world. Like, like Adesanya just shrugged one time and, and Bohovich was like, oh my God, where's the cage? Like he was nervous, you know? But, you know, Usman yeah. goaded. Yeah, I, it would... It sucks that these guys are friends because I think this would be a very, very interesting fight to actually play up in the cage. Because it would be interesting to see Usman move up. I um, mean, is he is he moved up and tried something? Can Usman get it? I think with his wrestling, I think he could be able to. But uh, I mean, that that's probably not going to happen. But not, yeah, they're 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 like best friends. So he said it's not going to happen. He said if he moves up, he's going to go straight to light heavyweight. But God bless him. 
God bless him if he chooses to do that. Uh, he might as well cut weight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, for <laughs> next week, we got we got Sugar Ray Robinson against Canelo Alvarez and George St. Pierre against Kamar Usman. The pound for not, – not just for the tournament, but, I mean, that is the pound for pound – Best welterweight matchup there. 100%. Who is the welterweight goat? The, the, yep. That should be a fun one next week. But uh, all right. I, I like this already. And then uh, next week also, like, the tournament's going to get going too. Like, we'll be in the full, full swing of things. And then it'll be, yeah. It will no but, longer be March. It'll be March Madness 20. Yeah. Uh, we'll call it March Madness 28th, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right. Now let's talk about some fights. Tonight's fight. Big welter, big light heavyweight matchup between. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, big light heavyweight matchup between Diago Santos and Muhammad Magomed and Kailov. But uh, Joe, while he can't be here with us today. So break it down for us. UFC Fight Night 203 is live at the Apex in Las Vegas on Saturday night, featuring a light heavyweight bout in the main event between Magomed Anakalaev and Thiago Santos. Let's break it down. Magomed Anakalaev is 29 years old. He's six foot three with a 75-inch reach and a record of 16 and 1 with nine knockouts. From Dagestan, Russia, he began training in Greco-Roman wrestling while attending Dagestan State University, eventually transitioning to Sambo, where he went on to become both the Russian and world champion. After his successful amateur career, he made his professional debut in January of 2014 with a majority decision. He quickly went 6-0 before defeating Maxim Grisham by fourth-round knockout to claim the WFCA light heavyweight title. He made two defenses before making his UFC debut in March of 2018, losing to Paul Craig via third-round triangle choke. He bounced back six months later with a first-round head kick knockout of Marcin Pacino and followed that up the next year with a unanimous decision over Clyde's Dinabreu in a third-round front kick knockout of Dolce Lungambula. On February 29, 2020, he took on Jan Kutalaba, landing three successive head kicks, causing the referee to stop the fight. The result was deemed controversial as Kutalaba was not actually out on his feet so the two met eight months later with Anakalaev dropping him with a brutal right hook in the first round and finishing him with a vicious ground and pound. After grounding out a hard-fought decision over Nikita Krylov, he put on an absolute striking clinic over the highly regarded Volkan Odesmir, opening a nasty cut over his eye and dominating him en route to a unanimous decision and the most significant victory of his career. An incredibly efficient, hard-hitting counter-striker Anakalaev lands at a 55% accuracy rate while boasting a 62% strike defense. He also possesses world-class wrestling skills and an impressive 85% takedown defense. Thiago Santos is 38 years old. He's six foot two with a 76-inch reach and a record of 22 and nine with 15 knockouts. From Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Santos was born into extreme poverty, taking up capoeira and Muay Thai to defend himself as he lived in the most dangerous section of the city. After serving as a paratrooper in the Brazilian Army, he made his MMA debut on October 10th 
2010 with a unanimous decision. He quickly went 8-1 and one with six stoppages, including a first-round knockout of Vicente Luque before making his UFC debut with a loss to Cesar Ferreira via first-round guillotine choke. After losing by decision to Uriah Hall, he went on a five-fight winning streak with brutal knockouts over Steve Bosa and Nate Marquardt before dropping two in a row in a first-round knockout loss to Gegard Mousasi in a first-round submission to Eric Spicely. He bounced back five months later with vicious knockouts over top contenders Gerald Mearshart, Jack Hermanson, and Anthony Smith. After suffering a first-round knockout to David Branch, he went on another four-fight tear with a decision over Kevin Holland, followed by a TKO over Eric Anders and a savage left-hook knockout of Jimmy Manoa. On February 23, 2019, he headlined his first event, engaging in a highly tactical and exciting fight with Jan Blachowicz before catching the future champion with a left hook as he rushed in and finishing him off with grounded pound. In July of 2019, he got his first shot at the title, taking on future Hall of Famer John Jones in an exciting back-and-forth slugfest, and despite losing by split decision, he became the first fighter to win a judge's scorecard against Jones. Following the fight, he underwent double knee surgery as he sustained and tore an ACL, PCL, meniscus, as well as having a fractured tibia. After recovering from a bout of COVID-19, he took on number one contender Glover Teixeira in another exciting brawl, and despite almost finishing Teixeira a couple of times, he ultimately lost via third-round rear-naked choke, and six months later, his losing streak continued when he dropped the unanimous decision to Alexander Rakic. On October 2nd, 2021, he ended his three-fight skid with a tentative and lackluster decision over Johnny Walker. A well-rounded and technically proficient striker, Santos has an exceptionally high ring IQ and possesses explosive power in his kicks and punches. Will Anakalaev's slick counterpunching and elite-level wrestling skills bring him victory as he continues his ascent up the rankings? Or will Moretta's power and experience against the division's best bring him one step closer to a rematch with Shara for light heavyweight gold? Tune in to UFC Fight Night, Santos versus Anakalaev. And let's find out. All right. We got a true, real crossroads fight here. I mean, a guy that was at the top, now just playing gatekeeper against the young up-and-comer in Ankalaev. Jared, how do you see this playing out? Oh, Thiago Santos. Oh, Thiago Santos. No, he's going to lose. Uh, give me Ankalaev. <laughs> Submission. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. <laughs> oh, you didn't have to do that dirty, geez. But uh You really think submission though? Oh yeah, maybe a heel hook. He might break his ankle up. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> but you you don't think Santos could land something early? Um I see him getting smothered. I see that, that the game plan's got to be not to let him do that. That's his only path to victory. So if you're going to stand and bang with the guy, you're stupid. You know, uh, my man, Pride's kid's going to be going, wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just smother this dude. Santos uh, loses. Or just gets mauled for three rounds like he's like uh like Khabib's bear. 
Look, I'm a. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go I genuinely feel like this is gonna be his coming out party. I think this is the win that he needs to solidify himself in the lightweight division. Or I'm sorry, light heavyweight division. Why well, I say lightweight? Um, I like Tiago Santos. I really do. I think you know. Um, I was rooting for him to beat John Jones, um, and I honestly thought you know he had a he had a great chance. You know, if he doesn't you know destroy his knee and nearly amputate himself, you know, I think he could have. I I believe he could have won, but. He's in a situation now where one more loss, and what are you fighting for? Yeah. That's where he's at right now. Does he have enough in the tank? Like, that's really the question. Does he have enough in the tank to continue on to have another, what, three-fight win streak so that way he can go and try to, you know, uh, rematch Glover if he's still the champion? Like, there's a lot of uncertainties that, let's be honest, when your future's that uncertain, if you think of fighters and think about that, you're an idiot. Like, there's pressure on Tiago Santos right now because he understands, dude, if I lose this, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Like, I, I, I could just, you know, I could fight, sure, but in terms of a title shot, I have nothing. You know? So, this is a, oh, man. What ooh. happened? Uh, Santos's resume is a who's who of great fighters. You're right. Oh, oh my no, this you don't realize, yeah, you don't realize just how many phenomenal fighters he's actually fought. If you actually break down his resume, but we we figured out that wasn't as hard afterward, right? Lost three of his last four, though John Jones, Glover Teixeira, and Rakic, and then beat Johnny Walker, Johnny the Sleep Walker. Yeah, which, you know, nobody, I was disappointed in that because he fought very, he was more aggressive when he had no knees against John Jones than he was with, against Johnny Walker. It was so bizarre. If you're suffering from insomnia, go back and watch Santos's fight with Johnny Walker. 100%. 100, you don't got to go to the doctor, nothing. I'm trying to, I co-sign it. But they ended up putting me to sleep. Yeah, them watching Ghana and Lewis, if that doesn't work. That'll do that. And then Dada 2000 and... Versus Kimbo Slice. No, honestly, no, don't watch that one. Because you'll actually stay up. Because I watched the whole thing. It was so interesting. Like, Sad. It really was. It was like, huh? You can't fight like that against Ankalev. The, the way that no. Santos has fought these last few fights, you can't, you can't fight like that and win. You cannot. You cannot. Because Johnny Walker's standing there and fainting and pretending he's going to do stuff. That's not what Ankalev's going to do. No. He's going to be on. Yeah. And that I'll be surprised. I'll, I'll be surprised no. if Ankalev even throws a faint. I'll be 100%. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be surprised if he even throws I'm one. I'm on this. Do you guys want uh, to uh, right now? But uh, I will say, uh, Santos, the best outcome I think that can come from this fight Ooh. is the same. For, so, for Santos, at least, it's the same as the, the Glover Teixeira fight. You, you, you got him wobbled in the beginning, but eventually he takes it down, submits it. I so, think uh, inevitably that's going to happen. Real quick, uh, Jared, Ankalaev is a, is a minus 550 favorite. Yep. And Tiago is a plus 400 underdog. These type like of that. numbers are like, 
I would say, oh my god, but these numbers are like I am I am immune to these numbers because after seeing like Amanda Nunez like being in the thousands, like this to me yeah, is like or, okay, or any you know boxing I mean? line ever. Yeah, but 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 like if you just look at these odds, it's wild how Santos is a plus 400, but that just goes to show you like what he does best, unfortunately, is where Magomed kind of thrives. Like, he wants you to, you know, kind of be like, like that's what he'll, if you fight half, like 50% of what you fought against Johnny Walker, you're losing in two easily. Mm, easily. Yeah. You know, and it just shows you, bro. Magomed, Magomed, I'm telling you right now, he wins this, him and me and Magomed, we're going with Sizzler. This is this is about how much punishment Santos can sustain. Yep, I that, this that's what really About how much he can get punished before he goes away. But one hundred percent, and you know, you know. But I'm I don't assuming... like that. Uh, there's a boxer that. Well, it's seven hundred on uh, on my bet online. Uh, there's a boxer, Sandy Ryan. She's a minus eight hundred. Really like her to win. She's fighting Ferris. A uh, good fighter. But you can't take those numbers. You gotta parlay four or five of those together if you're gonna. Yeah. But uh, I don't like it. I don't mm -hmm. like those numbers at all. Ankalev mm -hmm. is. I like Ankalev to win. One hundred percent. Yeah. But and... seven hundred wins one hundred. That's that's sketchy. Yeah, the numbers make me want to bet on Santos. But uh, <laughs> you I mean, don't. <laughs> dude, I put like. Uh, I'm probably gonna put Ankalev on like one of my uh, parlays. Just as like, cause it, it, this is a pretty interesting fight. You got Miles Morales on it, uh, the card. You got uh, Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, Khalil mm -hmm. Roundtree. I mean, despite being like knocked out by Johnny Walker, he's he's been pretty good. Um, it, it's interesting for for a fight night. I think it's it's interesting. So maybe pull off some, put together a nice parlay. That's yeah, my work. Start but, uh, Ryan and Ankle. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, speaking of parlay, speaking of betting, speaking of making us money, Jared, you're punching his chance. This is one of the livest dogs I've seen. I really, really like this at plus 500. Normally, when I give you an underdog, it's a round robin. There's five of them. I'm expected to hit two or three. We did that and broke even two weeks ago. This is different. This, I think you can bet all on its own. I round robin it with some college basketball upsets. Um, this is this is this is a good fight. He's fighting an undefeated fighter who never fought anybody, and Miguel Vasquez is tested. And uh, good enough. He's good enough to win this fight. I, I really, really honestly believe that. Losses are Lewis Ristone, Davies, uh, Josh Taylor knocked him out. Took him nine rounds. So Mickey Bay beat him by split decision, Vasquez locked Bay. He's fighting a kid named Gary Cully, 13-0. And the best fighter he ever fought is Craig Woodruff, who he beat 77-75 and went down in the fifth round. He got knocked down. Woodruff is a 3.3, according to Boxrec. Cully's best win is a 
This kid lost to Josh Taylor who's in his 80. He beat a three, he beat a five, he beat a 21, he beat a 17. He is much 44 10. But this Vasquez kid is the better, more experienced, more durable fighter. Cully might go in there and wind him up. I mean, let's be honest, it's a plus 500. But it's the plus 500 that I've liked the best this year for boxing. This is the upset I, I, I have the. Uh, the most confidence in at plus 500 and it's hard to be confident in a plus 500. I really mm. like this guy's here. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jace, if Jerry, if, if Jared told me to jump off a bridge, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I, I mean, yeah, Jay, I mean, yeah, when it comes to boxing, so my yeah. white whale of gambling while we're still on the puncher's chance. Yeah. Um, do you have a way to put that picture up, Jace? My white whale is a green week. I want a whole week where I win plus money every day of the week. Right? So you got green numbers and red numbers as it goes along the week. I want to get all seven of those green and make the whole week wins at least a dollar on each day, you know, a green week. So uh, I've got five days this week. I did Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, last two left, about to have my first green week if I can get through two more days. And no college basketball on Sunday is going to make it tough. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's what I've done so far this week. It's, uh five five green days. Oh, we will not be called well, and then, all right, yeah, good luck. Hopefully, you didn't jinx it. Knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, all right, uh, yeah, that's I guess gonna do it for the fights. Uh, Pride, thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out the Prideful Take podcast. I mean, you, you're on like almost every day now, right? Like, you're going live all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, my podcast is Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at six. And then, uh, I, I, be, I help uh, one of my other boys, he has his thing, so I'll be helping him with the morning show and stuff. So, it's just the life of a loser, a stay at home loser. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, thanks for joining us, Brad. Always an honor, always a pleasure. Yeah. Make sure you go check him out. Follow him at Prideful Takes and check out his podcast. Uh, I mean, where he talks everything. We, we talk about basketball before the show. That's uh, for football. Deshaun Watson talking about that, too. So make sure you go check it out. And also check out CloverCrestMedia.com for a bunch of great other sports podcasts as well. We've got uh, John about the G-Man, Posting Up podcast. Uh, Keys to the City, all those great shows. So make sure you check that out as well. Big shout out to Chris Sawyer and Andy Mac Mortgage and uh, JPEX Financial for sponsoring today's episode. And uh, we're going to end the show like we always do. And Jared, hit us with that flurry, brother. Oof. So, a little off guard here. Um, did have something and now I'm completely drawn a blank. Oh, homelessness. 
So the question was, should everyone have a home? Do you believe that no one should be homeless? And the vast majority of people have said, yes, if we had a way to do it, everyone should have a home. Um, and I don't think that's true. I know people that are homeless and I am as envious of them as, as, I, as I am pity. You know, I feel as much envy as I do pity. They uh, have a freedom. There was a NCAA basketball player named Skye. She was supposed to go to the WNBA. She had some troubles with drugs, ended up homeless. Yada, da, yada, da, there became a point in her life when she just liked that better. And now obviously homelessness is an extreme example, but um, there are plenty of things in our life that maybe work for one person, don't work for another. Um, tea, no good for me. I don't, tea doesn't work for me, but I'm not gonna impose my negative tea experiences onto your life. If there is something you wanna do with yourself, uh, coffee, boxing, whatever it is. Uh, we talk, I talk a lot about relationships and how when you're in a relationship, you get to define the boundaries with your partner. There are no said set of rules. A lot of people like to say, oh, you weren't supposed to do that and that was wrong and that was good to you. But that's your own perspective on how life is supposed to be. Um, so anyways, the point is, teach their own. Um, my, as I said, a friend of mine is homeless and if I have feelings toward him, they are not pity, they are envy. Um, every day is an adventure for him and he's got nothing that ties him down to one spot. And, and I love that. And it reminds me of relationships and drug use and all of these different things that I have my ideal but I have to keep understanding religion's a big one. I have to keep understanding that everybody's ideal is gonna be different and mine is only my own. So when you say no one should be homeless, it's not necessarily true. There are people that would absolutely prefer that. You're gonna give me a car and a payment. You're gonna give me a house and a place I have to go back to. You're gonna chain me down to something I don't want. Do what works for you. And don't impose your view of the world onto other people when you can help it. Thanks, guys. Throwing jabs, always full sand. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest. Top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight. Feet a step in late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eighth, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and weave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing. Counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts. 
including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Chowing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrest.me. 